Podcast Answer Man, episode number 181. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the weekly podcast devoted to answering your questions about podcasting and sharing my journey so that you don't have to make all the mistakes that I've ever made. Today, I've got a great show laid out for us, and I'll tell you about that in just one second. Well, my friends, uh, today I know that a lot of you like to know exactly what's going to come up ahead of time, and I just want to let you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I'm doing show notes these days, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bar Camp Nashville, feedback that I've gotten regarding the whole topic of recording into your computer and how harsh I was about that, Uh, and then of course, Melissa called in about condenser microphone, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the podcast uh, webinar for passive income that's getting ready to come up. And uh, that's pretty much the show for today, unless I come up with some more topics to talk about. Hey, the first thing I want to tell you about is um, Google Docs. I have moved back to Google Docs um, exclusively for tracking my show notes for all my various shows. Now, I was going to come here into this podcast here, episode number 181 of Podcast Answer Man. I was going to tell you all about it, why I did it and how it has already, even today, radically changed my ability ability to post episodes. The only thing I'm going to share with you here, to, here, to, here though, today, in this episode right now, is I just want to tell you, because of some changes that I made, this morning, I had recorded the Help I Got a Mac podcast. We started at... Um, we started at 8.30 this morning, and when I finished the show, I think we finished right around 8.45, no, 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 yeah, no, 9.30, 8.30, 9.30, uh, it would have been, no, I think we, okay, no, we finished at 9.15, I'm sitting there trying to do math in my head, anyway, it was it was uh, 9.15, it was a 45-minute show, I believe, anyway, at 9.15, we finished recording the show, and our we were I was actually scheduled to start the next show, which was uh, Social Media Serenity. I was scheduled to start that show at nine thirty. We started pretty much right on time, but right before I hit the record button on Social Media Serenity, the episode "Help I Got a Mac" was already online. And then, of course, within fifteen minutes of us finish recording uh, the Social Media Serenity podcast, guess what? It was online, and it is out of this world, the, the automation that, that uh, is available to me now because I'm working with so many different co-hosts and uh, using Google Docs and having my virtual assistant, and of course, why am I not going to tell you all about the entire story? Because I talked about this like crazy, like mad, in episode 27 of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. I'm going to encourage you to go right after you're finished listening to this. I mean, it's almost as though it's like, you know, it it, it almost would be a Podcast Answer Man episode. It, 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 it could be. Uh, so go check it out, virtualassistantpodcast.com 
episode number 27 because not only did I disclose exactly how I'm doing my show notes and how it's benefited me and how it's all and how Google Docs is is so much better today than the last time I was using it um, for show notes, but I also shared in that episode how next week I will be able to be completely finished. As soon as I am finished recording a podcast, it's going to be as simply as, as simple as transferring that file over to my desktop, and from that point forward, I'm done. I can just expect that my podcast episodes will be posted online exactly the way that I want them posted. So, my friends, if you're interested in hearing about how all that works, head over to virtualassistantpodcast.com and click on episode number 27. All right, next up, I want to tell you about Bar Camp Nashville. Uh, it is uh, something that, to be honest with you, I've never been to. I've never been to a bar camp. I hear that they're pretty cool. I hear that it's about technology and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, I know very little about bar camp. Now, the one that I'm going to is Bar Camp Nashville 2010. And it is this Saturday, October 16th. And it says here from their website, which, by the way, you can find at barcampnashville.org. And that is, it says here, Bar Camp is Nashville's premier digital event, bringing together the brightest minds from new from the new media, tech, entrepreneurial, and geek communities. But it's only as good as you make it. To get the good stuff, you've got to give up some of the good stuff. Attendees are encouraged to get involved through volunteering, presenting an insightful session, or, an inspi- or inspiring and leading community learning through active discussion and networking. This event, from its description, is going to have a couple of my favorite kind of people. New media people, tech people, entrepreneurial people, and just geeky people all together. I mean, what more can you ask for? So I'm actually very much looking forward to this. Now, uh, I'll be uh, staying with my good friend, Jonathan Nation, uh, uh, who I met a couple years ago at at a pod camp and been very good friends with ever since. And I'm looking forward to going down there and seeing him again, and I'm sure we'll be attending that together. And uh, the coolest thing is, is that each time I've gone down to pod camps in the past, which are primarily, uh, you know, podcast focused, I have always found, um, you know, people that I've met there that have been interested in joining the world of podcasters and the community of podcasters. And a lot of people have hired me as a result of that. And uh, the last, I think it was the last podcamp I went to, um, I met uh, two uh, business people that I absolutely adore and love. Their names are Connie and Sheila. You've heard me talk about them over and over and over again. And you probably always will because I love what they do. And I am never paid to say that. I And I don't say that about all of my clients. Um, you know, not that, I mean, a majority of all of my clients are doing some really exciting things. But there's something about the type of content that Connie and Sheila are putting together. And you can find that over at ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. And that's S-H-E-I-L-A. Anyway, the, the coolest thing in the world is that um, I've developed a really great friendship with uh, Connie and Sheila, and I am heading down to Nashville tomorrow, which is Friday, October 15th, and I'm going to be having dinner with Connie and Sheila. I am looking forward to it, and then uh, I'm also going to be spending some time with uh, Dan Miller, uh, helping him troubleshoot some kind of buzz. He's got some kind of hum that's happening with uh, some piece of inner 
uh, equipment that's in his mix that's uh, giving him a little bit of interference. And I told him, since I'm going to be down in Nashville, I'd love to stop by and see if I can't help troubleshoot what that is. And and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And also, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, but uh, last week I took over, officially took over a full production of Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast, the 48 Days radio show. And I am very delighted to be able to do that. Now, many of you know that, um, you know, meeting Dan Miller was like one of my, you know, big, huge, gigantic goals. And, um, you know, meeting him and and getting to know Dan was was a huge honor and privilege for me. He's been so inspirational in in my own journey of uh, thinking about how to do business and work that you love and and all this other stuff. I always have found him so inspirational. And, uh, you know, a couple, what was back? I was almost actually, you know what? It was about a year ago. It was, it, it was, it's been a year now, uh, that he actually, uh, hired me to come down and, and set up his studio and do some consulting work for him. And, and I've been doing some consulting, but I've not been doing his post-production and, you know, he's, he's been mentioning me a lot on his shows and, and things. And I noticed that recently there was some, you know, some things happening with his audio quality. He's, is, I started to hear a really, re, very highly compressed um, sound coming from his his um, podcast, and I couldn't understand why that would be because I I knew what I had consulted them on and and how to you know do that post production. Well, anyway, it's it sounded like there was something going on. It almost sounded like the somebody was uh, using the lame encoder from Audacity to to to. Um, process his mp3 file and, and i'm like that can't be but something was going on so i sent him an email and it turns out that the guy that was doing his audio production his audio post-production he was just doing that you know he felt like you know i basically got into it where he was not necessarily doing that kind of work anymore and it was dan was the only person he was doing it for and and he kind of didn't want to tell dan he didn't want to do it and uh i guess when they made some changes on the website and stuff like that um dan took over having somebody else handle that for him and one of the things that had changed was dan was taking his big huge gigantic wave file and instead of waiting for a couple hours for that wave file to upload via ftp he was opening his file up in audacity and using the lame encoder to embed in, in to to export that out and then his uh, assistant was, uh, who was virtual assistant, uh, was actually opening the file in Audacity, doing some processing on it, and then also recompressing that already lame compressed compressing. <laughs> it was it was it was double lamed. Let's put it that way. And and so that's what was going on. And it's like, man, I heard that night and day difference. And uh, so I talked to Dan, and and uh, I'm very happy to announce that. You know, I am I'm very excited that I'm going to be doing full production work for Dan. Now, I don't typically do production work uh, for clients. I, I trust me, I got a lot of my own shows that I, I do production production for. Uh, in fact, it's kind of it's kind of funny because from starting next week, if you listen to Virtual Assistant podcast episode number 27, you're going to find out that I'm not even going to be doing my own production work starting next week. So starting next week, I won't even be doing my own production work, but I will be doing Dan's uh, because, you know, Dan's, uh, his his content, well, of course, my content is extremely important, but I will know ahead of time whether or not something needs to be done outside of the norm. I will always know that. 
Um, where so so when I give it to my assistant, I don't need to know, I don't need her to worry about whether or not there's like a big, huge, loud clap of audio, you know, a clip of audio or a or a cough that needs to be taken out or anything like that. Whereas Dan's audio, um, I'm going to be listening for it, trying to make sure you know I'm going to do my best every week to to kind of just listen through the episode, making sure that you know there's nothing that needs to be edited out and stuff like that. I won't be able to do that every week, and in fact, this week I did not do that. Um, I, I saw the file, I looked it over, looked at the WAV file, and uh, did the processing on it, and then and posted it because I didn't have time. Uh, wasn't going to have time to do that uh, full sit down through it, but uh, it, it, it sounded pretty good. I went out for a walk earlier today and listened to it and it sounds pretty good, um, except for that little buzz, that little hum that's in this show. So I'm going to be working on getting that out. Anyway, very excited about that. And, uh, you know, these trips, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to go to some of these conferences, go to these conferences, then the people you will meet and and build relationships with them, let me tell you, the people that you meet are fascinating and they're great and they add value, they've added so much value to my life. I can't tell you, I'm so much looking forward to meeting Jonathan, uh, Connie and Sheila again, and and uh, and and to to get to hang out with Dan again, and not to mention the fact that I happen to know that when I go to Pod- Bar Camp Nashville, I'm going to come away with at least one to three, or maybe even five new relationships, new friendships that that will be very meaningful to me. And uh, you know, it, it, it's a blessing. And by the way, if you're in the Nashville area and you're going to be at Bar Camp, uh, come up and say hi. I would love to meet you. So do that. All right. The next thing I want to do here is give you some feedback um, or not give you some feedback. I want to play you some feedback that I got from uh, Ian, who actually is another guy who had hired me in the past to do some consulting work. And Ian's got some thoughts about how I went on and on about recording into a computer last week. And here's what Ian had to say. Ian, take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Ian Westerman, the host of the Essential Tennis Podcast. And I just wanted to respond, hopefully quickly, about something that you said in your last episode of the podcast, Answer Man. I was actually really surprised to hear how much of a negative opinion you had about recording a podcast directly into a computer using recording software. And I was surprised to hear you uh, be so negative about it because that's the way I've always recorded my show. And I've done that over uh, the course of all of my episodes. I've done 139 episodes now. I've used four different mic setups, multiple versions of GarageBand on the same computer, which is three or four years old now, by the way. And I've never had issues with it crashing or losing episodes or, or anything like that. So I was a little bit uh, a little bit surprised to hear the uh, the problems that uh, Father uh, Roderick was having, and uh, also your your negative opinion of using that same production method. Um, so I just wanted to to give my my thoughts and and my feedback, and just say you know to to you and to your, hopefully to your listeners that that I've had great success doing it that way. Now, of course, I don't record my show live like you do, so I have more post production work, which is something that you pointed out. So I, that's definitely a downside if you don't like to do post production editing, etc. So it's great uh, convenience the way that you do it to have all of, all of your sounds and your uh, your little audio clips uh, all set up so that you can do it live. So that's definitely a drawback for the way I'm doing it. 
However, uh, I enjoy doing it this way. I like doing the post-production and trying to make my show perfect and doing the editing and all that. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, uh, to give my feedback there. Um, thank you very much for what you do on the show. It's a great resource. You, you put out so much great information for free and you're an inspiration for me as I continue to try to make my website and my podcast my full-time career. I, I really believe I'm going to be successful at it and I definitely owe at least a part of that, if not a bunch of that to you as you've helped me with the consulting session that we had. And thank you also for selling me my new mic, which I'm really happy with. So Cliff, thank you very much for everything you do. And I'll let you get back to the show. Take care. Ian, thank you so much. And by the way, um, your audio on your microphone sounds amazing. Uh, Very good stuff. And folks, go check out uh, what what Ian is doing over there at EssentialTennis.com. Now, as far as my thoughts on this recording into the computer, yes, I do have extremely negative feelings about it. Now, I want to say first and foremost, I'm extremely excited about the fact that you have never experienced an issue. Obviously, I would assume based upon your feedback that the recording that you just sent in to me was recorded into your computer and it sounds great. There was zero noise in the background. And that is perfect. And this is the case for approximately 40% of the people that I know that record into their computers. About 40% of the people will never run into any issue whatsoever recording into their computer. Or I should say never, but most of the time don't. How's that? In fact, it's extremely ironic that Ian would call in this feedback when I just experienced what happened Record, uh, while recording a 15-minute video tutorial for people that I wanted to, uh, for the, for the people on my mailing list, I was going to actually send them a video that demonstrated how I am doing these brand new video, short little videos written on chalkboards, and uh, something I picked up from my good friend Pat Flynn. Anyway. I had put the put all this together and recorded a 15-minute tutorial exactly how to do it. And uh, typically, normally, I would record audio both into my software, which, of course, would be ScreenFlow that's recording the video screen capture and everything. But I would normally record it into my Edderall as well because I have audio going to both sources. Did I do that? No. Had I ever... Listen, listen to this. Have I ever ever, ever, ever had an issue with ScreenFlow messing up the recording of my audio? The answer to that question is no. I had never experienced. I've been using ScreenFlow to record audio, video tutorials, or to, to screencast tutorials. I've been using ScreenFlow now for two and a half years. Never has it failed me on recording audio. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play you 24 se- the first 24 seconds of the most recent video screencast tutorial that I recorded directly into my computer. And here is what it sounds like. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here from Pantsterman.com and I want to say thank you for being on my mailing. And today I want to show you something that I learned from a very good friend. His name is Pat Flynn. That's right. You guys have talked about Pat Flynn, and you may know him from smartpassincome.com. Anyway, my good friend Pat, uh, I signed up for his mailing list. 
So there you go. That, could you imagine 15 minutes of that? No. And guess what? I would never nearly, I wouldn't even, in a million years, I'd never make somebody listen to that. And so guess what? I trashed that 15 minute video. Now, I did not have time to re-record it. Um, and I have no plans on when I'm going to actually get around to doing that again. For those of you who are on my mailing list, will you eventually get that video? Yeah, probably. There's there's a good you know 90% chance that you're eventually going to get that video. However, you're not going to get the video with that audio. And uh, could I have just you know watched the video and listened to the audio and re-recorded new audio? I, there's a lot of things that could be done. The thing is, is I didn't have the time to record that video when I recorded it, but I made some time anyway. And it was one of those deals. And when it didn't work out, when the audio was totally trashed, and I'm talking about from the beginning of the video through the end of the video, that's what it sounded like. What was the cause of that problem? I have no doubt that it's the fact that I think I have four gigs of RAM in my 27-inch iMac, and I had pretty much almost every single program open on my computer that I have installed, and and uh, I, I think it was just probably running low on memory. And by the way, once I learned that it did that, I shut the vi- the computer down, rebooted it, and boom, it was it was right back to normal. However, do you think? that I'm going to record any more videos into ScreenFlow without a backup into my Adderall? Not a chance. Not a chance. I will always do that. So, um, yeah, it, 60% of the people are going to experience some kind of problem, and and I would say that probably anybody who's recording into their computer, I would say it's pretty darn near close that about 100% of the people who record into their computers will eventually experience one issue or another. Now, in the show notes, if you go to podcastanswerman.com and look for episode number 181, you are going to find a picture, and I'm going to pull it up here right now. I'm going to pull that up, and you're going to see this in your show notes uh, for episode 181. Anyway, this is a screen capture from my iPhone back on June 25th, 2010, and it was a tweet from Adam Christensen over at MacCast. And of course, that's uh, twitter.com slash M-A-C-C-A-S-T. So Adam Christensen from the MacCast on June 25th, 2010, sent out this Twitter message, all right? He wrote, and I quote, been using GarageBand for years to do the MacCast without issue. Now it's dumping audio left and right, recorded and lost hours of content. My friend Adam, I feel very, very sorry that this has happened to you. But it is what will happen eventually to just about everybody who records into their computers. Eventually, you will be saddened by the loss of recorded content. I have a very negative view of it. And if you can actually get it to go for a couple years, as if you can get it to go for as long as Adam Christensen has got it to go, uh, you know, as far as years without losing anything, good for you. And I, I am, I'm very hopeful that that will continue to last. But Ian, if that helps you at all to understand why I have such a negative view, well, that's why. All right, hey, we're gonna turn next to Melissa, who has called in about her condenser microphone. 
Hi Cliff, this is Melissa Avila from RaisingPlayfulTots.com. I have a question for the podcast Answer Man. As you can hear, I have a condenser microphone and I've just bought a pop filter. When I started out, I didn't understand the difference between dynamic mics and condenser mics and I'm slowly learning. Except that I knew that buying and setting up a mixer filled me with dread. Selecting one and, and getting it all right. So I went with the first option and that's to buy a condenser mic instead, the plug and play option. Well now, a few months later, I'm just not happy with the sound. Can you hear that hum? Do I need to soundproof my room more or move the mic from the PC? What can I do? Thanks, Cliff. All right, Melissa, thank you very much for calling in. And of course, um, you know, the, the one thing I, I can tell you is that I know from working with many clients that uh, that the idea of purchasing an audio mixer and learning how to use it can be very intimidating. Uh, and it's also, it's it's a whole lot cheaper and, and, a, and a lot easier to go with an all-in-one plug-and-play USB condenser microphone. The only problem is that when you do, you almost end up with the kind of audio quality that we have here in your call. With, with basically, I hear a clicking of the mouse, I hear well, maybe not the whistle, but anyway, the idea of, of of hearing the entire background, like just the ambient noise in your room, and that mic's gained up a little bit high. So here, you know, the, I, I am a huge uh, proponent for getting a dynamic microphone, something like this, you know, if you want to stay inexpensive, something like just the Shure SM58, getting a small mixer, you can get a very inexpensive mixer. Uh, a, an XLR mic cable, and then just the cable that goes from the CD slash tape out into the line in port on your computer, or preferably, as mentioned earlier, into your digital audio recorder. Um, but I understand that's not as cheap. It's not as cheap, and it's not as easy to just plug and play and go and all that other stuff. So, so with that being said, your question, is there anything you can do? Uh, there are. First and foremost, you need to go into your recording software or your audio driver and you really need to turn down the gain on that microphone. There's absolutely no reason at all that that it needs to be turned up so, so that I actually hear that background audio so loud. And another, I'm very glad to hear that you got a pop filter. Get that pop filter up there as close to your mic as it can possibly be without physically touching the mic. All right, so get that pop filter right up there next to the to the microphone, and what you want to do is you want to start speaking right up against the microphone. So what you want to do is you want to get the gain and turn it down as far as you can, but still where you're heard loud enough with your mic right with your mouth right next to the microphone so basically i'm going to demonstrate now i have a dynamic microphone but i can actually gain my well you know what hold on i will i will mute this and i'm going to get a condenser microphone one second okay so melissa here here i am in the studio i am now using a condenser microphone and I am trying to duplicate the sound of your audio as closely as possible here. And, uh, and, and how I can demonstrate that to you that I am, I'm going to just barely touch this microphone here. Anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play your audio for one more second. 
Hi Cliff, this is Melissa Avila. Do you hear the little bit of echo? And of course you can hear the little bit of echo in my room. And if you listen closely, especially for those of you who have headphones on, listen very closely. You can probably hear my wife talking upstairs uh, and the TV's on and you can hear the fan. Do you hear the, I mean, that? by the way, that television, I'm going to, seriously, uh, for those of you who don't have headphones on, put your headphones on. I'm going to stop talking for just a second and listen, listen to the, listen to the television. Okay, now that that television was on throughout throughout the first 26 minutes of this podcast, but you never heard it. And you hear the echo, the echo of my voice in my studio. Now, here's the deal. Um, I'm speaking far away from the microphone, and I've got the, the microphone gained up real high. Now, here's the thing. I am not going to change my microphone. I'm simply going to do what I told you. I'm going to turn the gain down, and I'm going to bring the microphone up close to me. So here I go. And here I am. Check one, two. And so right here, I'm using this. Let me just turn it up a little bit more. Right there. Okay, so here, by the way. Okay, so now I know where the the mic is. I'm going to turn it back up to where it was. And I'm going to turn it back down. Okay, so I've got about halfway up as it's halfway up where it was before, and now I'm up here talking right up next to the microphone. And so this automatically is giving me a much better sound, definitely a much better sound than what I had before. And so, matter of fact, you'll notice that there is very little echo now because I do have an. Um, because I do have a condenser microphone and because I do have a very loud voice, uh, my, my voice is going off over against you know the other side of the walls here and it is coming back and the, the mic is picking it up. But it's not nearly as bad as when I was doing this here. So uh, that's another thing you can do. Now, one other thing you can do is you can go into a room that has um, soundproofing in it. Now, many of us will have a like a walk-in closet, or or even if you don't have a walk-in closet, maybe you just have a standard closet, and it's got lots of clothes in it. Well, move in there when you're recording your podcast. It's amazing how different the sound is. Anyway, I, I'm I'm done with this condenser microphone. I'm gonna go ahead and switch back over to my Heil PR40. Okay, that is so much better. All right, now what I'm going to do, of course, you're not going to hear anything in the background now. You don't hear the fan that's on the other side of the room. When I stop talking, you don't hear the television. It's just purely silent. Anyway, high OPR 40 microphone, love it. Uh, the Shure SM58 microphone is great too, but um, Melissa, yeah, what you could do there is you can simply gain that microphone down as far as possible, get up there right next to the microphone, talk right up there against it, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to help you out. And if that doesn't help you out, you can do what Mignon Fogarty, also known as Grammar Girl, did for the longest time. And that's simply move your studio into a walk-in closet and keep the clothes in it. You know, that's what dampens the sound. It, it makes it great. And uh, close the door and, and of course, uh, you know, make your podcast short enough to where you can come out for air afterwards. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that, that's what I would do in, in the event that I have a condenser microphone now. 
uh, that that's pretty much my thoughts there. So anyway, I, the, today's going to be a shorter episode than normal. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, I do want to let you know there's only five spots that are still open for the Passive Income Strategy for Podcasters website or website webinar. I need to update that in my show notes here. Uh, let me just type in webinar. There we go. Anyway, the event is coming up next Saturday, October 23rd. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday, October 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And my friends, if you are looking to monetize your podcast in any way, this is a webinar you should not miss out on. The principles and values of of the different things that you will apply to what you do. We're going to talk about techniques, strategy, and we're going to talk about the values and the relationships and how to build them. And it's just going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I, I mean, there's there's no way I can guarantee you that, you know, that you'll profit from this, uh, that, that you'll get more out of it than than you put into it. Because, you know, there's no way that I can guarantee that you're going to, you know, apply any of the principles and, and to take, you know, action on them. But I will tell you that if you're probably chances are if you're willing to put forth the money that it costs to participate in this webinar, I would I have the sneaking suspicion that you're going to have what it takes to put all these principles into practice. And and trust me, I've only put, you know, I don't I mean, I'm going to be learning in this session and uh, I'm very much looking forward to what um, what Pat has to share, because the little bit that I already know that I of what I he's going to be teaching has already radically transformed my income here for podcastanswerman.com but uh I I happen to I happen to know some of the things that Pat does that I am not yet doing and I'm waiting for him to convince me why I should do some of those things and there's a lot of things he do, he has done that I just know a little bit about but I'm looking forward to picking his brain and I'm telling you folks this this thing here, it's worth every single penny. So go over to podcastanswerman.com on the right-hand side. Uh, you'll see a little banner over there where you can RSVP. But get your tickets fast. I, I know I think last week I had said there were seven tickets left. And by the time that uh, you know I posted the show notes, it, it they had dwindled down fast. So uh, I suspect that these things will go quickly as well. If I can remember to mention it at at Bar Camp Nashville, they actually may go this weekend. So anyway, get out there as quick as you can. And by the way, if you think that this episode is too short, then do me a favor. Immediately after hitting stop or whatever you do on this podcast, head straight over to virtualassistantpodcast.com and listen to episode 27. And uh, you know what? I didn't actually play the music there. So I'm just going to click this little button and say, until next time, friends, join the community. (laughs) 